Hello and welcome to Sky Blue Stories. It's the Michelle and Jonathan show this week. Just what the listeners have been demanding all this time. MMTV, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm swell. Um, this is a first, I think. This I think so. First. Yeah. Um, how good. How good. Um, the tyrannical uh, glue clag yoohoo stick that is Sean is, is uh, on holidays. So we can do what we want. Right. Let's make fun of him. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. I already called him a Yoohoo stick, so <laughs> probably, um, don't, I can't think of any other brands of glue right now. Tarzan's grip? No. Um, but anyway, you've uh, you've had a busy weekend. You were at the MacArthur game on Saturday night and then backed up, uh, travelling up the, I was going to call it the F3. It's now the M1, um, up to Newcastle, number two showground, sports ground. Sports ground. Sports ground. Um, to watch the girls, and at least you got three points out of those two trips. Well, at least one team didn't ruin my weekend. <laughs> exactly. I um, you know, it's always it's 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 always good when you don't have to rely on uh, like other countries' teams to sort of get you over the line. Um, but yeah, Le- Leeds won too, so that was that was my men's win for the for the weekend. <laughs> I had no men's wins this weekend. Oh, really? No. Mm. Arsenal I lost to yeah. Villa. Well, in the women's, I, I don't know if we will mention it more than once tonight, but um, Arsenal four, Chelsea one. Hell yeah! In, in the women's, I'm, I, I think that's going to get a fair shout during your side gig, which is uh, talking Tillies as well. <laughs> maybe potentially <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Depends we'll how nice see. I'm feeling. Yeah, pickle, pickle. Um, let's go around the grounds and follow the format that has proved so successful over the last four years. Um, the first bit of news that came through a couple of weeks ago. Now we're off. We were off last week, so a little bit of old news. But Joe Lacey, um, youngster, another Northern Beaches Mafia member, has signed uh, his professional contract. So the terms of that only start next year, um, which we understand, but. He's been on the bench for a few games already this year, Michelle. Uh, another Manly United product. Great to see, you know, Northern Beaches just, you know, bringing up the goods. Northern Beaches FC. Yeah. Seriously. Built um, different. Apparent, apparently so, Birkenstocks and all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that's great news to see. Uh, yet to make the field, but, yeah, he's he's sort of been that, I guess, that extra body that we've seen over the last few seasons we've always had that that backup midfielder whether it's been um you know uh Paddy Yazbek previously or, or or Callum Neuenhoff before that some of those guys that sort of make the extended bench and and don't get too much of a look in but they're there for for cover um and we've seen young um Wataru Kamijo um fill that role as well a bit with Maddie Scarcella so there's a few youngsters there there's a lot of youngsters there to be honest um I think sometimes we look at that men's bench at the moment and we we get a bit concerned. Um, it just maybe not too many, uh, I guess, game breakers um, on the bench, but um, they'll have to be. I think there's there's no other choice at the moment. Well, yeah, basically, like <laughs> I don't think there's anything else to add to that. Like if they want to, they'll, they'll have to prove their worth, I guess. Mm. You know, to to Uffy. Um, but I do worry that are we getting too many midfielders and not enough defenders or forwards, mm. you know. Speaking of proving their worth and defenders, um, it was announced this week that Keely Adamson has departed the club officially. 
Yeah. Which is not great. Um, I think we, as in, you know, us us fancy pants, Sydney FC insiders, I think we we sort of got word quite a while ago on this one um, that it was happening. And obviously uh, one of Bimby's last um, press conferences, he was asked about, you know, Keely Adamson and what was happening with him. And I think he, in, in hindsight, he probably did a good job of not giving away that he, he'd already signed with MacArthur by the sounds of it. Um, but yeah, what are your personal thoughts? I know there are some people that are not overreacting, but, you know, there are some people that are very, very pissed off about this. Um, where do you sit on the pissed off spectrum? Are you high, medium, low? Where are you? Oh, it's hard to say. Like, obviously, yeah, we we knew earlier that, you know, he was going to the Bulls and so it wasn't a surprise when the news came out. I think it was more like waiting for the news to come out and that was the um, the frustrating part. I was like, just announce mm. it, just get it over <laughs> and done with. Um, but I think also what I can understand from the club's perspective how difficult it mu- must have been because Keely Adamson kind of broke through during the the Oz Cup and mm. by that point a lot of these contracts and stuff have already been signed and you know all the stuff is kind of finalized and so when everyone's watching him um as a Ryan Grant replacement everyone's like yeah like this guy's insane like he's doing really well like oh the club should um sign him up sign him up sign him up yeah mm. it's like well the club's already made signings for other players um, and there's just no room like left in the squad because you can only have a certain amount of players in the squad. And it's like, yeah, it absolutely sucks. But it's also like it sucks for him in the sense that he's been unable to play football for the last, mm. you know, few months because of these contract issues and, and the the way that the league is. Um, so you know, I feel I feel bad for him in that sense that I'm sure all he's wanted to do is just run around and play and, you know, kick the ball and, and prove to people how good he can be. And um, I think what I'm most grateful for is that he didn't go to the Westies and yeah. at least he's just gone to MacArthur. Like, that is something. You know. Um, it is like, something because we, yeah. we've seen, like, this is, a, this is a kid and, you know, this is a kid that we, we've seen photos of as a small child in Sydney FC gear, you know, on the sidelines watching watching Sydney FC and, you know, come through the MPL system. And and again, I think these are the ones that hurt the most when the club doesn't reward that talent. And the, the, the frustrating thing for me is that, as you said, you know, whether the squad was finalised or not, he played a major role in the Oz Cup, you know, win basically um played in i think i think he had a role in every game um and came on in the final and turned it when when jordan courtney perkins was was being completely outplayed um he came on and played left back which we hadn't seen throughout the rest of the cup competition and and you wouldn't have known that he was not naturally you know that wasn't his natural position so i think from a fan point of view you really these are the ones you want to see rewarded and you want to go that kid's amazing sign him up but you know, we asked this question. You you were you were there when we asked this question, Michelle, around what was his contract situation. This was before the Australia Cup even started, right? Because again, you know, knowing a little bit about the NPL and following quite closely, we knew that he was getting to that age where either he stays or he goes. Um, so to then see him 
start so many games in that run, um, get presented a jersey at the fan day, right? Um, you know, and, and then to not be signed on, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's annoying. It's severely, severely annoying. And 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 like I said, I'm, you know, I'm the one that put that tweet out that sort of said the club should cop their criticism because they, they they should have found a way on on this one. Even if it was like, you know, sign him up, send him out on loan because we don't have room for him. Jack Rodwell injury replacement. Even even that, like, you know, there's there. Were, I think there were ways around it, and I think we've made a mistake here. Um, and you know, I guess time will tell if we pay yeah. the price for it. Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> and that and that's a good point, but. You know, one of these days, you know, it's 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 someone's going to hurt in a real bad way. And on on the flip side, it's fantastic that we're producing these players and that everyone, all the youngsters, you know, all the quality ones, obviously want to want to come to Sydney FC. And we can't keep all of them, like you said. But yeah, we've got to get a bit better at um, at, at at maintaining these guys. And we've seen a lot of players go out on loan, like from the MPL, um, with Balmyohan's help. So. I think um, now that he's in that role, hopefully he stays in that role and, you know, it'll take him a few years to, I guess, master uh, the ones that, that are ready and the ones that are, are best to go out on loan that we still own the rights to and and keep. And I'm sounding way too logical and less emotional than I was earlier in the week, which I don't like, so maybe we should move on. But, um, <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I'm I'm very sad to, to see him go. Uh, lovely bloke uh, from a good family and... Yeah, Sydney FC through and through. So, yeah, joins the departures lounges to a rather insignificant club, but we wish him all the best, all the best. Uh, speaking of signings, one that had an immediate impact um, on the weekend, Matty Caspers signs for the Sydney FC women's side, 16-year-old, 90 minutes, 1-0 win in the bag. Thanks very much. Oh, my God. <laughs> She was insane. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw, okay, I'm not going to lie, right? You, mm. you see, oh, we're signed a 16 year old. Okay. Here Another we go. One. Another one. <laughs> and then it's also like, um, oh, and she's starting. Yeah. How well can this go? I was like, what is going on here? Um, but boy, did she prove me wrong. She was mm. an absolute unit. She was so good. Um, you know, whenever I'm like, oh, man, Ante, I don't know if you've got it. No, nah, he always is. He's always got it. He's the man. Um, always trust in Ante. <laughs> and, um, no, she was awesome. Um, from what I've heard from Adrian, who mm-hmm. drove me up to Newcastle, um, he was saying that Maddie comes from a futsal background, I believe. Okay. So, like, a lot of these girls are all coming from futsal backgrounds, uh, which probably helps with their ball control. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she was um yeah, she was awesome. Uh and I think this is a a great signing. Fantastic. Uh, tell tell me how does she compare to an Indiana Dos Santos or or a Taylor Ray? I mean, like you said, super surprising to see her start immediately. I think um, it was honestly like you know? a young Mackenzie Hawksby. A younger. Okay. Younger. Yep. She's already young. So high energy. Yeah, lots of energy, get stuck into it. Um, and the follow-through as well, you know, like 
she might make a bad touch, but she will chase after it and then get that ball back and then yeah. make the pass. Like, yeah. and I think that was so important to see. Um, and obviously there was, look, there was a few mistakes every now and then, but it's, she's 16. <laughs> like, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it was, it was really good to see. I think she's going to be a really good player. Um, but again, very surprised to see her doing the full yeah. 90 on her mm. debut. So, no, nah, that's awesome and really good in to a, see. In a midfield and, and forward line that contained, uh, you know, Emily Van Egmond. Um, Emily Van Egmond was. was in her back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, great to see. And I like that you've put Mackenzie Hawksby um, out to pasture, uh, Mackenzie being 23 years old. Um, so a young version of Mackenzie Hawksby. I like, I like that. That's good. A younger, younger, <laughs> younger. just the product, the Ante Urich production line. Just, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just takes, you know, he'll be, he'll be debuting a 12 year old soon. You, you watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, fantastic, uh, fantastic news and welcome. Welcome to Maddie Casper. Similarly, um, I got a message, uh, on the pod inbox about Maddie after she signed. Um, so a friend of a friend that, that, uh, has this, uh, connection at Apia Leichhardt, one of the boys that plays there, and was saying that he played with her um, a few years ago and she was the not not only often the best player on the on the pitch in a mixed team, but he said she was easily the best uh, female player that he that he ever played with. Um, so wonderful, uh, wonderful to see and a great pickup, great pickup from Ante. So hopefully um Hopefully uh, she kicks on and, and can can back it up for us. So, yeah, that'd be great. Um, what it means, though, in a way, uh, I don't know if this is how it worked specifically, but it, it also came with the news that Jess Seaman um, has ended her short-term contract with the club after signing on initially just for the um, Asian Champions League tournament that she um, did exceptionally well in. And, and like I said, obviously assigning a bit of a short-term view um, so they could find a Nat Tobin replacement for the season. And um, Jess departs us. What do, you, what do you make of Jess's um, stint with with the club after 18 years? <laughs> I mean... 15 years. <laughs> she she was great. It was, it was, it was so different because, like, obviously we normally get a lot of these, you know... Young, young talent yeah. is young players. And so to have someone that was maybe a bit older, um, it, it showed her experience. And I think mm. the way that she communicated with people and I think her and Charlotte worked really well together. Uh, um, but yeah, I think it it is sad because she was, you know, my my opinion, a very good center back, you know, someone that um was so solid at the back. So mm. yeah, it kind of sucks, but that cool yeah, head. Yeah, you, you can't keep mm. everyone. This is the problem. You can't keep everyone. It's yeah. a competitive game and it's a very competitive squad at that. Yeah. Um, I think it comes actually from because we signed Jordan Thompson, the American, who was supposed to be yeah. our center back. So I believe that's probably where it comes from. But, yeah, I mean, not much else to say. It's sad. Yeah. Um, She's done a great job for us. Um, did what she needed know. to do. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, I don't think could have done could have done much more. Jordan Thompson comes in. Uh, I'll talk about it a bit later. She didn't make the field on the weekend, but she's also had a very heavily strapped thigh. I think it was Jordan Thompson. So um, yeah, interesting to see to see what that is. A few of the girls are carrying um, some bumps at the moment. So 
hopefully um hopefully jordan's okay and yeah it'd be interesting to see um if she if she makes a start soon but margot chavet um you know took took the starting spot on the weekend and did a pretty good job so um we'll get to talking about that a little bit later um one milestone we missed player milestone we missed um switching back to the men's side of things was uh <laughs> he's in the news for the wrong reasons this week um andrew redmayne redders um 200th game uh 200th sydney fc appearance i should say uh wow. on the weekend uh, on the perth glory game it was so congrats to redders on that um appearance 201 can probably forget but we'll talk about that a bit later as well uh i know redders is in your good books at the moment too so we, we won't be too too mean <laughs> on andrew <laughs> Don't give me that look. I love uh, Redders. <laughs> Redders forever. Redders forever. Um, but that's, yes, that was an interesting interesting talking point for us to tackle a bit later. An offer that's come through, Michelle, um, as, as the Christmas period comes in, the last point for our Around the Grounds, one that I'm sure um, you have some thoughts on, which is quoting your your lovely self you have many thoughts on uh so the club has put out a uh joint ticket offer with the Sydney Sixers cricket for those that don't know who they are there's there's probably some um so the idea is that on Saturday I think it's the 23rd of uh December um Sydney FC That's men's, men's game yep. yeah Sydney FC men's play Western United a couple of days before Christmas should be a should be a decent crowd there, actually. Um, but the night before, on the Friday night, the City Sixers are playing at the SCG, and uh, they've they've done a, a dual game ticket offer for that. The only problem with this genius marketing idea, Michelle, is the Sixers game is the same night as the women's game at home at Leichhardt against Brisbane. Same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do we what do we what do we say about this? I I won't take I won't steal your thunder because you 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 put it very well that you said you actually the, the idea is right. The idea but, is right. It's the, good that we are collaborating with other codes. Mm. And I think that's so important. Because if, especially like if you use Instagram and you use the collaborative um, tag, then, you know, it this offer also goes out onto the Sixers socials. So their fans will then see, um, you know, Sydney FC and be like, oh, you know, might as well go see this game tomorrow, you know. The only issue is that we're a club that has so much pride in our women's team and we take a lot of pride in being a club that really respects the the women's players, the women's team and the women's fans. And this just feels like a massive kick in the gut because, you know, where th- this season feels like a massive kick in the gut. There's been a lot of things this season that's just felt like, oh, what are we doing? Like, you know, we've done so well. We won the championship and now what? Like you've given up, like you don't care anymore. Is that what's happening? Because that's what it feels like. Mm. No gold badges. Now, you know, having to play at random grounds. Mm. Um, 
still can't decide on what is going to be an official home ground. I just want one stadium where we can play all our women's games out, where we can make it our stadium, our home. Um, and then this, where it's like, you know, you get get some money off so you can go watch the cricket instead of going watching your women's team play. And I know, you know, you can't force men's fans to watch um to watch women's football. And that's fine. But, but like if you're not even going to promote your women's team, then what's yeah. the point? What are yeah. you like what are you doing? Where where do we go from here? Yeah. It's it's it was a really good pickup um by you guys that 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 this was a clash and and instantly as well. Um but when when you first brought it up, I sort of went, Oh, they're playing away, surely. Like if the girls are playing away, then that's cool. Like I understand. Um, but they're not. It's it's a home game, it's at Leichhardt Oval. Um, it's a prime time kickoff, 7 p.m. I think on a Friday night. Um, school holidays. It's going to be, I, I, I think it's going to be one of the highlights of the season, the game. Um, Leichhardt Oval under lights and, you know, just really poor execution of, of the deal. And maybe there was no other time to do it where it lined up with with the sixes, but um, just just really poor execution. And like you, like you said, it it sort of screams afterthought. It, it screams that the women's team is an afterthought. You know, because yeah. you, you, you're just not there. Like, what? Why not? I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I was going to say something that maybe will upset some people, but like, why not? Instead of treating it purely as a marketing exercise to try and get dollars and people through the gates, use the women's team, tell them to buy a ticket to the Friday night game with the girls, and get into the men's game for free if they want people to buy tickets so non-members right like why couldn't they why couldn't they do that two games for the price of one but no it's the other sport it's you know people outside of football it's more likelihood that that's 20,000 people that they're targeting at sixes that's going to go to the sixes game right rather than potentially five or six at the girls if if you know if we're very lucky that that's that's what it comes down to, Michelle. In my opinion, um, it, it's dollars and cents. It's it's, it's yeah. Lot, well, you know. that's that's where it's at for a lot yeah. of it at the moment. And it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, and like but- I understand that, like you know, these clubs need to make money. I understand, you know, that this is a really good idea, but you know, what's the point of? you know, having the women's team, if you're not going to care about them, if you're not going to do anything about it, you know, and I've said this about other clubs um, with their women's teams as well. Um, And I know it's very like reactionary right now and it's very extreme. And like, I'm not saying the club doesn't care about the women's team. Um, I know they do. We still get Mm. like, they, they still get to use all the facilities and the training pitches and, and that's great. Um, And I know that there's still a lot, you know, of care for the women's team. But when we do stuff like this, it's like, okay, well, are we actually pushing to get fans through the door of the women's games or not? Because at Mm. this point, you know, we're marketing towards kids. We're marketing towards, you know, Matilda's fans, you know, but what about the people who are older? What about people who who aren't six years old? Mm. You know, because there's a lot lot of us who enjoy watching football, women's football. There is. Who – um, don't have kids um, and 
are not a child either. So, um, you're someone's child. <laughs> I'm someone's child, but I am also not a child. Yes, I am not six years you. old, Jono. I know. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so I just think that we can do better, and let's our club go can do better. Sydney, let's go. <laughs> triggered <laughs> i think our, our club can do better and we should be holding them accountable so that they can do better and that they will do better yes no i i agree and yeah very disappointing that that this has been executed as it has um but let's 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 leave it at that and let's hope that you know there's a bit of feedback there and a, and a bit of pushback and yeah again you know uh, i just really like us to stop making decisions <sighs> and this sounds dumb, but to stop making business decisions and start making football club decisions, that that's all. But some people will know what I mean by that and, and others will think I'm ridiculous, but that's okay. Um, that's fine. Uh, let's talk. I think that's all for Around the Grounds. Did you have any other points you wanted to bring up before we go to talk a bit of football? Mm, they... 675,000 of asking the APL for away bays at women's games. Oh, nothing was set up. Oh, they never do. Mm. Mm. There's never an away bay unless no. it's a double header. No, looking at, looking at the photos of you guys uh, from the great Dan Allman um, on the weekend at number two sports ground. Uh, yeah, it looked, it was a great crowd, fantastic great crowd. crowd. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was not a designated area there. Like a lot of the people around you guys looked like they were there for a nice Sunday picnic sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Newcastle fans are a breed. Uh, in, in, in a breed? They're a, a, a breed. A breed. Yes. There's something. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> We need to be careful. Some of our players are from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Much but like yes. Americans, if they play for us, they have rights. Yes, they've been cleansed. Good. Yes. Good. good. Okay, that's good. Um, you would like dedicated active zone. I just like an away base because the league loves to, a lot of people love to push the idea of community, right? Mm. And creating a community within your football team. But how do you create a community when everyone sits on one grandstand and the Sydney FC fans are completely spread out? Yeah. It doesn't have to be active. I'm just saying yeah. you don't create a community yeah. with your fellow fans by everyone's sitting spread out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't have to be active because um, they might come back and, and sort of say, oh, well, we'll give you these 20 seats for, for active. It's like, no, like, you know, of that 3,900-odd people that were at the game on the weekend, how many of them were Sydney fans, do you reckon? 1,000 at least? There would have been a fair few. Yeah, would have been a fair few. And like you said, imagine all of them concentrated in one, in one spot. Um, it would look better on coverage as well. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. APL for all those that listen. I know they do. Um, make it happen. Make it happen. We have demands. They must be met. Especially from super fan Michelle Morris. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Very good. Any other demands, or you're good? No, that's it. Cup for holders. Now. Cup holders. No. Cup holders. Okay. Cup holders in the in the seats. Um. 
we missed last week. So very, very quickly talk about um, a win for the men's team, which we don't get to talk about too often at the moment. So we're, we're going to do it anyway. Um, Sydney FC three, Perth Glory two in uh, possibly the longest game in A-League history um, with a two-hour break in the middle. Goals to Joe Lolly, Robbie Mack, and sorry, Mitch, it, it was an own goal. <laughs> it was not Mitch Glasson's goal, in my opinion. Um, but needed to needed to be to be made. It ended up being the winner, Michelle. Um, what a crazy night at Moore Park. It was something. <laughs> it went from being like disgusting, and Winston was so sweaty. Mm. He was disgusting. Yeah. And I know he's going to listen to this. And know he's going to listen to this as well. So I Standard. hope he hears my thoughts. Um, and then it started. Then yeah, I think it was more fun waiting for the storm to to arrive. It was like this weird, eerie <laughs> feeling of it's like, coming. It's coming. We're waiting for something. We can see the lightning, <laughs> but there's no rain yet. Um, but yeah, then the heavens opened. It sure did. The lightning. Kept going. <laughs> the lightning would not leave. <laughs> um, the Good Things Festival next door mm. cancelled. No one could watch Fallout Boy. Um, but no, I think that was really fun. That was that was a lot of fun in that regard. Then the second half happened, and then that was not fun. So yes, but uh, I was about to make a this ain't a scene joke, but I I can't work it in. Um, yeah, so. Terrible, terrible time, but turned into a wonderful time by the Cove, um, who had a lovely old sing-along. Um, yeah, everyone was in full voice, especially yeah. after the derby where, yeah. you know, you get a lot of ring-ins and mm, they don't really know anything mm. and they're just there for for Instagram. Then you, um, then you get the Sydney Storm and you know the real ones then. Um, yeah, which is great. Some of those, some of those, some of those games are the best ones and the best memories of the Cove for me as well is is something crazy is going on and or it's pissing down rain and you just have fun. <laughs> That's basically it was what fun. it is. It was yeah. good. That's good. Um, do you know what the best thing about the night was, Michelle? We won. No. The best thing, let's make it about me for a second. So uh-huh. we um I had my staff Christmas party on the Saturday night. And uh so I wasn't at the game initially. But then there was a two-hour delay at halftime. <laughs> and I was messaging the boys and I sort of went, what's going on? Like, surely they're calling it off, you know, like, surely. And it was about 10 o'clock and now we're on a harbour cruise and the boat pulled in and I'm, like, standing at the front door and I'm messaging the boys going, have they come back yet? He said, nah, they're, they're saying, you know, they're saying 10.15 or 10.20, whatever it is. I said, sick, I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped Jesus. in a cab down at Barangaroo on a Saturday night fought off like many assholes um, to get into a cab and uh, I made it to the game in the 55th minute. That's insane. So I was very happy. And the bars were still open, which was even better. Yeah, because they don't close until the 70th minute, but there was no 70th minute for two hours. That's it. Overtime for all the the Allianz workers. So, yeah, I had a a great time and we won. We we tried to lose. We tried to lose. We tried. Yeah. There were some fun memories. Um, one of my favourites is, uh, so obviously the Mitch Glasson um, goal, mm-hmm. that was not his goal, but I'm yes. going to call it his goal. <laughs> okay. Um, yep. His 
celebration in front of the cove. Love that. This is what I love about these young boys playing yeah. because they they want to celebrate in front of the cove because they know yeah. what it means. So yeah. love that. Um, my other favorite was when over the PA they said, due to the noise curfew, they will not be doing any more announcements on the PA. And I turned to someone because I had mentioned it earlier. I was like, what are they going to do about the noise curfew at 11 p.m.? And um, they were like, no, there's no noise curfew. Nothing will happen. It's a stadium. There's concerts that go way longer. And I'm like, Mm. yeah, but that's approved by the councils and approved Mm -hmm. by everyone. Like, this is a bit different. This is a football game that was supposed to end Mm. at this time. Um, wow. Which it didn't. And then they said they weren't allowed to make any more announcements over the PA. So when there was substitutions, it would just say it on the board. But if oh. Perth made a substitution, you wouldn't know because um, we don't have their graphics. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's mad. Was, there you go. Good on. It uh, was very funny. Good on the club uh, being aware of this because they would never have had to have dealt with a game past 11 p.m. before. So no, well, um, we didn't pay attention. The Cove did not pay attention yeah. to the noise curfew because they were no. still going. But... <laughs> Absolutely. Can't stop Hilarious. them. Can't stop them. No, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah, I was, um, I, I think so. I, I got to see, uh, I got to see Taggart score, um, which I thought was offside. And then I saw, I got to see Glasson's goal and, and Oli Pazanic score a bit of a cross come shot at the end. But um, it was a good night. It was, it was great. It was worth coming up the, you know, in the $50 cab, um, whatever it was that cost me to get up the road. Uh, but it was, it was, a, it was a good night. Hopefully everyone there had a good time. Um, you know, and it was, I think just over 8,000, close to 9,000 people, I think in the end for what was, um, a, a crazy, crazy Sydney storm. Um, while we're on the men, we may as well talk about last Saturday night, uh, which was not a win and it was against MacArthur, Bulls with just over 8,000 at Allianz Stadium as well. Uh, interesting couple of changes in the lineup. Um, Wood started, Corey Holman started. Um, one, I, I thought it was really good content this week with the Holman brothers, um, although it still hurts my heart a little to, to see Jake not here. Um, but again, for those NPL Sydney FC fans who would have seen him play a few times in, in Sky Blue. Um, but good content from the club. And then he goes and scores against us, continuing the proud tradition of former Sydney FC youth players scoring goals against us. And celebrating in front of and the code. <laughs> Every time. Stop it. It makes me stop. Yeah, stop that. Stop that. Makes stop scoring. Sad. One. It's like, and then the commentators, you know, inevitably say, oh, you know, he's showing them what they're missing. It's like, we didn't want him to go. It's not, it's not on us. Not us. <laughs> it's not on us. Um, two nil MacArthur. They got a late sealer. Um, I guess the moment of madness at the moment worth talking about happened in the fifteenth minute. Uh, Mish, tell us what happened in the fifteenth minute. Um, I don't know. I think I mentally have blocked it out <laughs> from my brain. No, um, a certain a certain player that may this... or may not. Playing goals. Uh, you know what the worst part is, is that the whole time. Oh, sorry. Let me just. Redman got a red card. Handball did, yes. outside the box. Did, okay, yes. that's what happened. Yeah. Um, the whole time, <laughs> I was 
standing there and I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, where are the defenders? Why isn't anyone here helping? Where is everyone? What is, what is going on? Um, and then when he kicked the ball out, I was like, oh, thank God. Mm, when mm. it hit his arm, I was like, oh, oh no. Yo. Um, Did you think yeah. chest initially or? I thought shoulder. Yeah. Like top shoulder. That's what a lot um, of people were saying. Yeah. People are saying, is it really Dogzo? You know, questionable. I thought he looked like he was kind of crossing it in, like the ball was going to curve anyway. Mm. Um, but there it's was a so, defender. I think Jake Goodwood Reich might have been yeah, running back. There was someone on the goal line. Mm. I think Ryan Grant was on the goal it was line. Ryan Grant. Um, Why was he there, Michelle? Who? Andrew Redmayne. Why was he that far out of his goal? <sighs> The what thing the is, goal, goalkeepers is... stand really far out, just in general, right? So Sweep, when the balls, keepering. yeah. So when the balls all the way up, they they tend to stand quite far out, and then, you know, you hope that your defenders will be able to be faster than the goalkeeper, right? But you would hope that. Uh, anyways, I still obviously have to there ask was why. What is a polar bear doing in Arlington, Texas? Seriously, like, why is he doing that far out of his goal? Yeah, you know, goalkeepers are a <clears throat> special breed. They are. Um, I would have no idea. But, yes, very frustrating. But a lot of people are argue, arguing that it's not yeah, a red card. There's a lot of people, mm. you know, saying that he was um, unfairly judged. Um, you know, I, I'm not a referee. I don't yeah. know. Um I'm not here to argue with the ref. I think, I think it sucks. Yes, it sucks, but it does. It, it definite handball from the close ups and review. I think we can agree. Yeah. Below the, you know, it was on the bicep, which is considered mm-hmm. arm. Um, but yeah, you you got to ask the question: if if that's not a goalkeeper, if that's a defender, and the goalkeeper is where our defender was, is it dog so? Which yeah, is, exactly. It's just a it's just a handball. And it's not a red card in That's that right. situation. That's right. It's only a red card because he's a goalkeeper. goalkeeper. But like yeah. in that situation, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard, it's, hard to say. It's such a gray area. It's a laws of, yeah, it's a laws of the game interpretation one. But yeah, very silly. Obviously changes the game. Um, but it also gives gives uh, Adam Pavlicic uh an an appearance after not many over the years. So he's been riding the mm-hmm. pine um for quite some time. Uh I think it was I, I can definitely remember him playing in a derby at Cogra, but yeah. was this his did he play any Asian Champions League games? I think he might have. I think he might have. So I think I think this was his um I think he did when Hewitt Bell got a red card. That's right. That's right. So this must be his fourth fourth appearance. I'm looking here at SFC stats. So fourth appearance for um for Pava. Um geez, he pulled off a couple of couple of decent saves. Um when he first came on, that free kick. Yeah. And uh there was one he saved down to his left, which may have gone in if it wasn't for again, I think Ryan Grant was standing behind him and sort of got a Got a foot to it, um, but it was a it was a great save to get down and and push it, you know, close to around the post. So he'll get his chance next week. But um, apart from apart from Pava, um, most of the feedback, and I saw uh, parts of this game. I was parenting, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on which way you look at it. Um, but 
from most of the feedback I saw, um, fans seem pretty happy with the performance. I mean, I think overall it's not a bad performance. I think we played really well, and you can see what um, Tello is trying to do there. Um, my biggest issue is obviously the fact that we just can't score a goal um, during the warm-ups is like fend for mm, yourself. You, you know, mentioned you, that. I basically refuse to turn around and talk to people because I don't <laughs> want to get hit in the back of the head yeah. with the ball. Yeah. I hate to say it, but please <laughs> like get it in the back of the net for our safety. Um, Think of the fans for once. <laughs> yeah. Selfish bastards. <laughs> Seriously. I also, um, I, Joe Lolly and Fabio Gomez need to sort out whatever it is that they have against each other because it does not mm. seem like they get along. It doesn't seem like either of them wants to pass the ball to each other. I don't think they've ever passed um, it to each other. No, I think Joe Lolly passed the ball to him once in the last game mm. and we got a through ball in and it was a good ball. I think it was just too far ahead for Fabio to get mm-hmm. onto it um, and wasn't able to fully like control it, but it was they a good pass. Some... So you you think Joe needs to invite him around to his pad at Bondi and spend well, they, some time? I think they both and... live in Bondi. <sighs> they should just go get coffee Come on, together. Guys. Come on, guys. Go get a beer. I think the problem is that they don't speak the same language. Mm. Are you saying that Joe Lolly is bigoted? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's English. Who knows? To be honest, <laughs> he's a white Englishman. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. They're not doing well online this week. <laughs> <A lot> of... <laughs> oh, Mr. Barton. Um, oh, yikes! But, but yeah, I, okay. I think um, maybe some couples therapy might help. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's yeah, let's I set don't that know. out. Let's sort that out. I mean, I'm in HR. It's close to being a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. okay. Maybe they need to just have. This is what my friend told me when mm. I was having problems with my football team. Mm. He was like, "You girls just need to go out and have one night out where you all just get on the piss and you all become best friends." So maybe this is what Joe and Fabio need. They just need to go out yeah, and get think, drunk together. I don't think Joe has a problem getting drunk. Um, from from what what I understand, no, but that's not the problem. The problem is that they need to do it together. <laughs> Hitting Joe, don't sue me for slander. Um, <laughs> they need to go out together. Together bonding, yeah, okay, yeah. bonding in Bondi. Yes, Lolly a bonding and, session. And Fabio, not a bondage drama session. series. No a bonding session. Thanks, Sean. God, <laughs> I thought he wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting those jokes. Um. <laughs> Yes, I think you're right. Uh, because we still we still seem to they seem very solo players, individualistic up, up in the in the front three. And I think that's what we we're saying a little bit about the derby and also the glory game is that we're missing we're missing a bit of Max Burgess or, or Caceres playing in behind and bringing them all together, so to speak. Um, yeah, so hundred percent getting to spend some time together. Um, but they've got to do it soon. I mean, I feel for Paddy Wood getting sacrificed after um after Redmayne's red card as well, after just getting back into the into the starting side. Um and you know, potentially a chance and and he hates MacArthur, he scores against them every time. So that was a big call that that Uffie had to make. One thing that people maybe haven't talked about too much is that MacArthur are top of the league. Um, 
unbeaten, uh, unbeaten, top of the league. They should actually be even clearer because they conceded um, goals to drop four points in two games in the 90-plus minutes. <laughs> so against victory, they were up. And I think they victory scored in the 89th or 90th minute to, to make it 1-1. And the week before that, against City, um, that was that crazy, I think it was 4-4, uh, where they were ahead 4-2 um, with like six minutes to go and it ended up being 4-4. So MacArthur are playing some decent football. Um, mm, even, they really even, are. Even if we think they're fairly irrelevant um, in terms of existing. <laughs> but That's the um, worst part. That's yeah. actually the worst because they play really nice football. Mm. Um, they gel as a team. They know how to yeah. come back from behind. They score um, different different goals is what I like about them. They score yeah, they've different got different goals. goal scorers. Mm. Um, and they really rally around each other as well. Um, but they're such an irrelevant club. Like they yeah. they are not a real football club. Um, I mean, are any of us really? You know, it's a we franchise are. league. Yeah. Well, um, thanks. McMahon. We've been around. We've been around for long enough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're so irrelevant that it's, and like, this is the thing that I don't like about them. And I don't like about Melbourne city as well, Mm. is that they can be so successful, but they still have no fans. And I don't know how that Mm. is possible. Normally people love to, you know, chase the glory. Yeah. Where are the bandwagoners? You know, bring them back. You know, maybe maybe that's what our league needs. City is so funny. City's city's weird. Like they they were showing an anniversary, I think, the other day of their FFA Cup, as it was known then, win against us. um, You know, twenty. 16, 2017, 2017, I think. Yeah. And there was 18,000 people there that night. Sydney had a big following, but, you know, 2,000 maximum, right? So all those other people. And and the city away end was full. It it was full that night. It's, yeah, it's really strange how they've dropped off so quickly because since then they've only gotten better, you know. Yeah. They've been premiers three times in a row and you know, multiple, multiple grand finals and finally won one. And yeah, it's um yeah, it's a it's a, it's a strange fan fan group. I, I think I agree with people that sort of say they need to probably piss off down the southeast of Melbourne and, and claim that as their own and try and get a fan base there. Cause Absolutely build in the community. You may as well start fresh because there's not you're not starting from much <laughs> as it is. I also think the problem is in Melbourne is that because there's only one large rectangular stadium that three clubs are sharing it and ridiculous. Two, two clubs I can understand right I can understand yeah. two clubs but three sharing one stadium I'm surprised in one city I'm surprised FIFA allows it to be honest yeah. um or the AFC allows it um but yeah it's it's a weird one anyway Sydney FC podcast screw one those second. guys yeah Yes, yes, so they are they are irrelevant. Irrelevant. Let's um, let's stick to Sydney FC and let's talk about something both you and I um, much prefer talking about. Usually, it's the Sydney FC women's team. Uh, we've already mentioned it, but uh, the girls got to win three points on the weekend Sunday. Arvo in Newey, how good! Lovely weather, huge crowd, just under four thousand people. Um, we saw the next team prodigy. In Matty Caspers, uh, we saw another Courtney Vine goal, albeit off the bench, returning from injury. We saw Kirsty Fenton return from injury. And, um, yeah, roll on the girls. How how good? Did, did you, uh, apart from the lack of a way bay, um, did you have a nice time? 
yeah, it was great. Beautiful weather. Um, it was raining when I left Sydney and then it was like 26 sunny, no clouds in the sky in Newcastle. So beautiful. Um, yeah, great. Like it's good to have the the big crowds. Don't get me wrong. I think Mm. it's definitely a good thing. Um, do I think, you know, kids are annoying? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Does that have anything to do with this? Probably not, but... Why are you always hating on the kids, Michelle? Because <laughs> they annoy me so much. Leave me alone. Stay away <laughs> from me. I was here first. That's true. <laughs> they have no history. They got no they're history. Bit, they're a bit like MacArthur. Yeah. Sure. I think some of these kids are older than MacArthur, to be fair. <laughs> um, But... Performance-wise, think... it probably wasn't an A+. I don't know. I think we played um, really well. I, yeah, I think okay. I think the only thing we were missing were the goals. Mm, I mm. think we played really well. I think there was, you know, maybe a handful of mistakes in the back every now and then, but you're going up against someone like Serena Bolden, who's mm. very quick um, and quite skillful as well. Um, but I feel like they were pretty good at being able to, to shut her down. Um but for the most part, I think, honestly, it was just frustrating because we couldn't score, but I think we had a really good game. Yeah, awesome. Uh, 18 King got the start over Shea Connors, which was an interesting one. Uh, we saw mm. a little bit of that and and mixing it up in the um, the Asian tournament, but I think that's the first time in the A-League we've seen it. Um, justified? I, I think it's justified. Yeah, I mean... You know, if you're not scoring, if you're a nine and and you're not scoring, you know you you got to watch out. And in mm. those you know games and in, in these you know in Ante's squad, it's you know whoever's going to be performing at their best level will be the one in the starting eleven. And if you're not performing, then you know work harder in training. Um, and that's what I love about Ante and I love about this squad is that it is competitive and it just means that you know, we're breeding the best players that we possibly can. So yeah. um, I think, yeah, the only problem with Shay is that she gets in in behind the goalie. She gets, she does everything mm-hmm. right except get the goal at the end. She hit the woodwork on the weekend too. Yeah. She? she hit the crossbar, went around the keeper. The keeper managed to get up quick enough to kind of deny yeah. the goal as well. It's just like. Girl, just score. <laughs> She'd be burning. I, 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 you know, we don't know her too well. We haven't heard too much from her, but from what we have, I, I feel like you know she's your classic greedy striker, and you know she wants to score goals. And the fact that she's not doing that and she's getting close, I'm sure she's she's burning on the inside. But yeah, from from us, like you said, I think it, 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 18's probably deserved it. I think 18's look great this year, to be honest, when she's come on and. Played a nice role in the derby round one. Um, scored a couple of goals in in Asia. Um, so I think she's um, I think she's doing really well and and justified the start. She was the one to be to be sacrificed for Shea a bit later on. Uh, but yeah, I must admit, I think in our season preview, I was expecting Shea Connors to actually get the start over Fiona Verts and um, and probably outscore her to be honest. But doesn't look like that's happening. Fiona's. Um, Absolutely killing it, although didn't get um didn't get on the score sheet on the weekend. Yeah, some more frustrating um and I, frustrating afternoon for Fiona, I think. Cause again, mm. like she was getting in the right positions and it just happened to be a really good day for 
the Newcastle keeper. I think her name's yeah. Nino. Who's the last yeah. Name. yeah. She yeah. had a really good game. Like, you know, any other keeper, maybe, you know, we'd probably be up like 4-0, but she had a great game. So there's that. Um, also, I'd like to point out that um, people are saying that the Fiona Wirtz goal should have stood and Ooh. that it shouldn't have counted as a foul. On Neutral people or Sydney FC people? Neutral. Nice. Neutral. That's kind. We like yes. those kinds. <laughs> yeah, because then you feel validated. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah. so they're saying it was soft or? Yeah, that it, um, all I heard, well, she just messaged me saying that the goal should have stood. Um, mm. It was never a foul. So there you go. I agree with that random person. <laughs> <laughs> but Courtney Vine does get a goal. He does. Um, and great work from Prinny. Yeah. Uh, goalkeeping mistake. You mentioned the goalkeeper, and she did have a good game from what I saw. I only saw bits and pieces, but um, the keeper did look like um, she was a bit fired up. And then a poor clearance, unfortunately, off the off the side, sort of under, you know, scuffed it a bit. And Princess was onto it straight away, got in front of the defender and um, put a beautiful ball across the uh, the face of the goal, sort of, which sort of got in between the the last defender and the keeper. And who was there? Fine time. Courtney Fine. Courtney Fine. I'm glad that um, she didn't like sky it. Courtney Courtney Ruth. I was gonna say Courtney Ruth, is that? Yeah, Courtney Ruth fine. Courtney Brooke? Brooke. There you go. There you go. I think. Oh. I don't know. I don't want to no. know. That makes it's me feel old, like a stalker. It's an old fashioned name. We'll I look it up know. later. It's Brooke Anyways. Or Ruth. Anyway. <laughs> she was Very there. good. She stuck a leg out. The ball went in the net. It was one nil. It was in the eighty something, eighty fourth minute. Eighty fourth. Um a good time to score after so much pressure, but then also you, you're always worried then that, you know, it's only one goal and, and you know, uh, Newcastle could just as easily get up the other end with, like you said, with Serena Bolden, um, who debuted for them last week, I think, and got two goals or something. A um, couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And um, Emily Van Egmond. The, the Newcastle women have brought in a, some pretty experienced players. Um, well, that was Emily Van Egmond's last game and she got subbed off at halftime. Oh, there you go. Yeah. She's off to the States, is she, or? Uh, potentially. I'm not sure. Potentially. I just know that yeah. she was on a on a short-term contract. Yeah, okay. Fair so call. just until December. And then I assume the Jets might make another signing in January. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, one nil. We go to three wins from five attempts. Um, so we've still got two games in hand on most of the table. There are some on six games, but... Um, the girls uh, have have bounced back a bit from that that Melbourne City game from um, a couple of weeks ago, and we're in the six, which is great, uh, with two games in hand. Not saying we're going to win them, but if we were, um, that would get us within one point of the top two teams, which are Perth Glory and Melbourne City, and uh, probably a good segue into this weekend's game, which I'm going to assume you're not gonna fly no for a someone sunday else, night someone else asked me if i was going as well i was like i don't you, have money you don't work mondays though like you... i mean okay i was originally planning to do this away fixture instead of the adelaide one okay and i thought i was going to be able to do both but then adelaide was stupid expensive mm. i haven't even bothered looking at flights for this one but no, i it'll be too much yeah and I'm, it's I'm a doing, Sunday night as well. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> two uh, 
two away trips in January. So, yeah, I think I will watch this you one at home. Made an adult decision, not a child, not a small child decision. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's got to be done sometimes. Um, oh. 10, 10 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so ten p.m. in Sydney. Uh, we take on Perth, who are top of the table. Uh, they've only lost one, drawn one, and won five. Alex Aparkas is, uh, as the kids say, Michelle cooking, cooking something over there in the West. They are doing um, very well. Maddie, uh, Maddie Farrow has scored mm. a hat trick against Melbourne City last week. Uh, after being down one nil, then they just came back and didn't stop scoring. And <laughs> this is a team that I am not excited to go up against <laughs> in our current state. We're just building. We are building. We are building. We're building with 16, 17, and 18-year-old midfielders. Yeah. Go which easy pretty, on us. Which is pretty nuts when you think about it. Zara Kruger, Shay Holman. I know. Shay Holman was the was the elder. Oh, it was Zara. Might have been Zara was the elder, the elder statesman in that midfield <laughs> at, at 18 years old. <laughs> Where's well, Mackenzie Hawksby? We need old lady Hawks, old lady Hawksby back. Old lady Hawksby. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even old. <laughs> well, you said you said she was out to pasture. You know. <sighs> Young, younger version of Mackenzie. Um, <laughs> yes, no Perth Glory. Um, it's in, they're another team, and and it's good that you mentioned um, Farrow there. They've had multiple goal scorers across every game. You know, Grace Jale has been superfluous for them from what I've seen. Um, coming across from the Knicks, she's been a star. Susan Fongson Cam. Um, also has chipped in with a few goals. Uh, they've got uh, is it Demi Demi Kulazakis as well. That's been um, over there. But I think you're right. I think Aparkas is now as a manager has been over there for a few seasons now. This must be his third or fourth in charge, and um, struggled in the past a little. But probably I think he's recruited extremely well, and um, it's showing. It's showing in their performances, but also yeah on the on the table. They're killing it. Yeah. They, um, I don't know. I don't want to go up against Perth. They're doing very well. <laughs> and I think it's good to see that, you know, Alex Parkas is doing well. He's a young coach. Um, He's been around for a long time. Mm. So, and they've been so unlucky to, like, miss out on finals the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I. If it was in Sydney, would you be slightly more confident? Um, maybe. I think so. Mm. It's hard to say because obviously, yeah, that, that's the, the difference is that they have to travel. They'll probably go yeah. on Saturday. I imagine mm. they'll fly Saturday. Um, and that's the good thing about the game being on Sunday is that, yep. um, they've got the day before as well to kind of get settle. in. Um, but it's still, you know, other side of the country, it's still a six hour flight. Um, and it's still not fun going over there, but. Mm. Um. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the girls get the job done. Based based on what we saw on the weekend, um, do you think we'll see any changes to the lineup? Margot Chavez um, did a did a good job um, with Charlotte McLean, mm-hmm. uh, clean sheet. Um, you know we had Tori uh, and Kirsty back, so great to see Kirsty back. She she'll she'll be much better for the run, I think. Um, yeah, she yeah. had a couple of scares. Yeah. She did go down a few times. Yeah, um, 
but she does make such a huge difference in that squad, Kirsty. So also Tori Chumeth had an outstanding game. Like she was unreal. She's um, a baller. Absolute yeah. baller. She put in some great tackles and no, nah, it was so good to see, honestly. Mm. Um, you know, what the team is building is really good and you can really see that they're, you know, they they're getting back into it. Um the clean sheet's important, I think. And, and yeah. you mentioned Tori, um, but Kirsty, she hurt herself actually in, in one of the. She had to do a clearance just inside the box, and yeah. she put a put a body on the line, which she always does. Um, but yeah, I think like oh, that was one of her scares. I think um, she might have she might have copped a copped a knee on knee sort of thing, um, and and went down a bit. But the, the clean sheet's brilliant. Jada was. Fantastic. Uh, made some very game. important saves. I think that fingertip save, that's a great photo. Whoever took that shot of her um, leaping up, hopefully the AFL don't get a hold of that one um, or there'll be a Sharon violation for sure. But, um, no. but yeah, the, the whole team. But do you think um, do you think Shay did enough to squeeze back into the starting lineup or do you think Ante will stick with, with Aideen and... Um, I'm not sure. Fiona, because Courtney might have to come back into the starting side too. When Courtney came on, she definitely made a difference. I think mm. she she got back into it straight away, and I was like, "Please don't hurt yourself again." Yeah. Um, I think she will. I think Courtney comes back into the starting. Yeah. For sure. Um, if she's a hundred percent, I think the only reason why she wasn't starting was because they were like ease you back in so they might be still easing her back into the into the lineup um so maybe it's maybe it's 18 out courtney in maybe Um, could be but even our bench like our bench on the weekend i looked at it and i went that's impressive you know courtney vine shay connors taylor ray Mm-hmm. And and an American import, Jordan Thompson, who I think by the end of the season we'll probably see starting for sure. So it was a very strong lineup on the bench, which is good to see. Um, we we were lamenting earlier about the men's team and and in previous pods about them not really having any depth, just having children on the bench. Um, and but you know at least in the women's team we've got some real impact players there. And I also think like even if Jada's injured, we still have Talia Franco. She's yeah. Also, a really good goalkeeper. So, like, she would start for I reckon ten out of the twelve clubs. She's, yeah, she's so good. She is great. <laughs> she's so, so good. we've we've got a really good bench. So it's really it must be a headache for Ante. But like, yeah, I think whatever lineup we play should be pretty strong, pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and you I might, think it, think we might just fall short, or do you reckon we're a chance of stealing a point? I think we could steal a point. Um, I think I'm just like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah, okay. You, you know? But you won't be disappointed if we lose, is what you're saying. Like, yeah. if, if we get anything, you'll be pretty, pretty happy. Yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. Perth is looking like the best, well, other than Wellington. Mm. Um, mm. They're looking like one of the best teams in the competition right now. So, yeah. you know, and that's not to say that, I don't think we're the best team because I think we're the best team in the world, but like, um, <laughs> obs, obs, <laughs> but like, obviously, you know, we've got a new team this year and, and there's so many factors, but at the moment, yeah. Perth is looking like a really strong team. So I think, yeah, it, I won't be disappointed if we lose. Cause 
you know, that's a, a tough team to go up against, mm. especially going away. And and like you said, at the stage that we're in as a squad. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think Ante will be happy if we improve performances week on week. And, you know, I think we definitely did that with the Newcastle game and and hopefully, yeah, maybe maybe we'll catch them a bit unawares. Maybe they'll Perth will be super, you know, confident and you know well, we think- looked like a completely different team to that Melbourne City game. Yeah. That's good. We looked so much better. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Players back helps. So yeah, yeah hopefully hopefully we can get a dub, sneak a dub. But yeah, we'll 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 be supporting the girls from afar on Sunday night at ten o'clock. Um that's a horrible, horrible time. <laughs> Maybe I'll just book a flight. I don't know. <laughs> May as well. Why not? May as well. Who's who's sponsoring you? Come on. <laughs> um, very good. The blokes, the men have a game the night before, Saturday night. It's the Channel 10 fixture um on Saturday night. Big blue for the second time this season at Amy Park. Uh, no Andrew Redmayne, obviously. So Pavlosic will get um, again one of his few starts. First in first in a, in a Sydney derby, and now in a big blue. So you know, um, good luck to Pava. Uh, Melbourne victory dispatched of uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. I'll say dispatched. I think they were fairly comfortable despite the final scoreline of four three. Um, Bruno Fornaroli just. Oh my God. Acting like he's 26, not 36. This man. <laughs> um, he uh, he scored against Sydney earlier in the year. Uh, obviously, we played them on opening day, um, lost 2-0 when uh, Fortaroli and I was going to say it was Machach, wasn't it? Um, Zinedine Machach scored uh, on opening day. Not a great performance, that one. Um, and, you know, obviously... Two weeks later, um, nothing had improved and, and Stevie Croker was out of a job. But Melbourne have drawn, I think that was their first win in five. They'd drawn four games in a row. So they're, they're not exactly being world beaters and finding a way. I think a big part of that is Bruno is one-man teaming almost. He's scored 11 goals, which is most of them more, more than other teams have scored all season. But I don't think they have another multiple goal scorer. Um, Machach might have two, but yeah, it, it seems to be get the ball to Bruno and um, let him do his thing because he's in that hot of a, of a form. Um, that came out wrong, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just uh, Bruno, man, just retire. <laughs> You're just too old. Leave us alone. Grow up. Grow up and retire. Grow up. <laughs> No, um, he's he's playing really well and like you know that's if he goes back into the national team which would mm. I don't know if you if you're Graham Arnold he's obviously watching and 100%. He's been asked the like he's been asked the question multiple times like Bruno is scoring and he's you know we don't we have a striker issue at the moment mm, um mm. you know are you going to take him up and he's like oh you know got to have a look but it would be hilarious if he does, you know, get selected for the Asian Cup. I won't lie. <laughs> um, but if he plays the way he's playing, you know, against everyone else in the league, I wouldn't be upset. But when we look at it, you know, Melbourne Victory versus Sydney, uh, I th- I think in my head I'm like, Talley knows what to do, right? Mm. Like he knows in theory 
how to stop this team. He knows, mm. like, the game plan for for this team, right? Yeah. The problem is I don't think it's translating mm. and it's not coming out in practice. So, yeah. like, I think, and that's why I think we're seeing things, like, move slowly. Like, we can see that the, that there's progress and, like, we're playing better, but I think in practice we're still not yeah. at that executing yeah we're just not doing it yet, especially with the goals that's a real, i think that's a really good point that's a really good point and a lot of the feedback online that i saw post macarthur was we can see what he's trying to do you know um so no that's a, a, a really good point it's it, it comes down to the players that we've got and and they've got to execute the plan um and you know maybe not january but if if the team doesn't execute the plan then you know, if he will, will get players who can, that I think that's what it comes down to. So, yeah, big task for um, Jay Girdwood Reich uh, on the weekend alongside our other centre back, Gabriel, who I couldn't think of for a second. Gabby, <laughs> um, I was thinking of that other guy that I forget his name all the time because he never plays for us. That's costing us six hundred thousand dollars a season. Oh, the um, one who followed me and then unfollowed me. Yeah, that one. We we don't mention him by name anymore. <laughs> who went out of his way to unfollow me when I didn't follow back? Look, that one. Look, all I'll say is not everyone can be followed by the super fan. All right, <laughs> so don't be jealous. You know, Keely um, Adamson's <laughs> followed by me. <laughs> But uh, only only one play with cornrows you're allowed to follow. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a limit. Um, the Brattons say, don't get any ideas. Oh, <laughs> unfollow. <laughs> um, do we know when our injured players are coming back? Clubs doing their 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 super best as usual to not really release much information. Um, I didn't think Achaski was meant to be out for more than a week, uh, and he has been now. So. Yeah, it worries me. It, it does worry me a little as well. Um, it was good to see Manatidis back on the bench. Didn't get a didn't get off the bench. I don't think on the weekend, um, but it was good to see so. him back. Uh, Max Burgess groin injuries tend to be at least six weeks, so he's probably halfway through that. I'd say maybe four weeks through that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he we don't see him for for another little bit. Um, but yeah, Ace um, Casera started on the bench um, on the weekend, so hopefully he's he's closer to to ninety minutes. Um, but you know what? All I want to see we we talked about Perth Glory and the women's team about not having real high expectations. Um, all I want to see is 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 a Sydney FC team that have done what they've done the last few times. They've gone down and played victory in Melbourne, and that's just fight their asses off. You know, um, some of the best, I think some of our best performances with our backs against the wall have been away to victory um, yeah. at, at Amy Park over the last few years, even even when we were dog shit, you know. I don't know somehow, how. Yeah, I don't I don't know either, but it's it's great to see because we can't seem to play them at home. <laughs> we can't <laughs> but, play any of our rival teams at home. No. We only no. went away. That's right. But which away, makes me really frustrated. You know, but they seem to do it. So this is the I guess this is the Australia Day big blue preview as well. Um, because we'll be back down there in, in about six weeks' time. Oh no, sorry, a bit longer than that, but um in just over a month's time mm. for the big blue then. But yeah, I just 
it'd be nice if we didn't concede four goals as well. Like that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think you'll see Caceres come back in, uh, and and obviously mm. Pavlicic start for Redmayne. Don't know about the rest. Um, Ryan Grant seemed to have a bit of a mixed night on the weekend. What, what he were your starts? Thoughts? He starts really well. I think yeah. he, when he first starts, he plays really well get stuck into it you see a bit of like the the old ryan grant that everyone knows and mm, loves where mm. he's you know he's a bit of an energizer bunny and he, he's not afraid to put in a tackle um and then as the night goes on it's you know out of kind position. of slows slows down out of position um loses his marker and loses his man and yeah yeah you know and that's the frustrating part more than anything. But I saw, him, I saw him get forward into some good positions a few times on the weekend. Um, yeah. Like he got really high and into the box, but I think that was when we were, it was still 1-0 and we were chasing, like we're absolutely chasing that equaliser. Um, but, uh, I mean, we've got, come back to the Keely Adamson con- conversation, right? You know, part of the reason or a big reason that he left is because we signed Zach DeJesus and, He's four years younger than Keeley and, you know, he's he's the future sort of thing is, is how they see it. But, you know, we're going to be so careful. Um, if if Ryan decides this is his last year, and, and I, I don't know, I'm not sure what his, what his plans are, um, but he certainly seems to be on a bit of a downward trajectory. And, and, and I think it's fair to say that he has been for, for about 18 months now, um, you know, Zach DeJesus is 17 as well. Um, if they've got such big wraps on him, if he if he goes away and gets sold, we're, we're stuck with no one, you know. Um yeah. and, and that's that's our own that's our own making. Um, but if if Zach is the the long-term solution that they want to keep and he's the Joel King and they want him to do two or three seasons, then they've got to start, I think they've got to start picking him on based on performances. And and you know, if Ryan can't keep up to his own high standards. Then we've just got to start integrating him into the Zach into the side. Um, Ryan again, for mine, he can play for as long as he wants, but he's got to be contributing. You know, um, I hate to compare him to a victory player, but you know, Lee Broxham, right? He's he's not he's not starting games, but he does a job every now and then. Um, comes off the bench, fills a spot, whatever it might be. If Ryan's happy to do that and he wants to do that, hundred percent, he's earned it. You know, he can stay as long as he wants. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's 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 getting to it's getting to that time where the succession needs to needs to happen. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, Ryan Grant is thirty-two, he'll be thirty-three in February. Like he's not getting any younger. He's just had a kid. Mm. Um and he's playing wing back. <laughs> yeah, like he's playing in a position where you you've got to be on top of it. Like you've got to be able to, to press and mm. and to run, you know, there's so much involved in that position and, you, and, more and to than do anything, what he, and to do what he used to do, sorry to interrupt, but to yeah. do what he used to do, which was get up and down that flank, you know, it got him into a soccer roos Jersey, but, and oh God, this is going to, I thought about this during the week about how to say this without making it sound brutal, but when you're an effort player, like he is, like he's not the most skillful. He's never been. I think he'd put his hand up and say he was never the most skillful or talented. He's an effort player, you know. Um, but when you start losing that effort, that's 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 
that's when you get exposed. And I think that's unfortunately, I think we're starting to see that. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, no one wants to say it. No one wants to hear it. Mm. And this is what people have been saying about Wilkinson, what people were saying mm. about Steve Corica, you know, like yeah. these are people who love the club, who play for the badge, um, who've been a part of the club for a long time and have been fan favorites for a long time. Mm. And that won't change. That won't stop. But, you know, at the end of the day, we do want us, we, we want to see the team win. We want to see the team mm. succeed and we want to see young players get promoted and young players, um, improve as well and you know Zach's never gonna get any better by sitting on the bench mm. and I think maybe Tale needs to make a big call here and decide you know all right is Zach putting in enough effort in training that can warrant mm. him a start or mm. at least coming off the bench maybe maybe Ryan starts and then yeah. you know comes off at the 65 minutes or something yep. and work and your ass Zach- off because I'm pulling you in the 65th yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. and I think this is this is where I really need Tale to not be or where I need him to be his most neutral. Mm, mm. You know, because like just make a decision based on what you see. Yeah. Cuz if we can all see it then why can't he? Yeah. You know, and this is what was happening with Steve Corica, right? Like everyone was calling it out, but then nothing was happening. So I'm wondering as well like Surely the club isn't having that much say in in how you play football and who decides your starting lineup. Like mm, mm, mm. we need to make these decisions. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, and obviously, like I, I think Ryan Grant can still play, but it's absolutely. And do you know what the do you know what the best thing about the best thing about putting Zach DeJesus in now is if it's a catastrophe. <laughs> For whatever reason, let's say he concedes three goals down his side, we've still got Ryan Grant in the side. Yeah, we've got Ryan Grant on the bench that can come in and and more than fill a hole, right? So Zach can play without fear, knowing that yeah, he's he's got the spot, he's got to perform. But Talley can say, well, if he doesn't, I've still got Ryan Grant. You know, a, a forty cap Socceroo. Um, you know, uh, uh, three-time, uh, four-time grand final winner on the bench. Um, that can certainly bust out sixty minutes if he has to, and 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 you know, still do a fantastic job. So I, I think you're right. I hundred percent agree with you. Be brave and um, just make it clear that that this is what you you're going to do. It's not like he's going to play forever. He's not. That's the He's thing. And like I said, I'd, I'd love to see him do a bit of a, re- a midfield re- renaissance maybe, like, yeah. you know, come off the bench for, for, for 20 minutes and, and help steer traffic around because, yeah, I mean, oh, we, front. you know, we've got enough midfield, young midfielders, but <laughs> chuck him up front. Why don't, not? Don't give any crazy ideas. No, nah, uh, chuck him in goals again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Red Vane is suspended, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, and, you know, again, I think uh, – jumping ahead of, of people's possible reactions. We're not saying, you know, Barry Ryan, he's, he's done, but no, then we, I think we need to see some, some progression in, in, in that in succession planning and so forth. Absolutely. We still want Ryan to be part of the club in whatever capacity. I I think he's still got something to add as a player. I just, I'm just not sure it's 90 minutes every week at wing back. I just don't think that's, 
Maybe we don't not. Have much, we don't have much longer of that. If not, the time's already passed. Is is sort of what I'm. I think what we're heading towards. So Melbourne victory, Sydney FC, uh, Saturday night, seven forty five kickoff. It'll be the Channel Ten game. Um, how? What, what are you feeling in terms of results? Do you, would you have seen much of the the victory in the last couple of weeks? Um, no, I haven't. Um, so I've got really no idea. All I see is Bruno, Bruno. scoring for fun. Yeah. Um. So, I don't. The last time we had Pav in goals, it was good for us. Mm. Um, maybe it's a a good sign. Maybe I've just jinxed it. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we've got lower expectations as well. Yeah, I I don't know. To be honest, I really I don't know because I haven't seen Melbourne Victory play this season. Um, so yeah, I can only base it off of what I'm seeing from our side. Which is, yeah, you know, we're getting somewhere and and we're starting to gel. It's more mm. about that final third and and getting yeah. the goal. And if we can get our shots on target, I'll be happier because Joe, at this Joe point, and Fabio have a beer, mate. Go to lines or something Link like. <laughs> Link go up. become. You mean besties. running the lines at Macquarie Park? Is that what you meant? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, running yeah. Lines. Yeah, that's yeah. Th- yeah. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're besties. They're besties. I want to see. I want to see. Speaking of Melbourne victory and Bruno, I want to see uh, Gabby um, get stuck into Bruno like he was to uh, Marcelo in the derby. Yeah, but um, Gabby speaks Portuguese, not Spanish. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, Uruguayan. See, yeah. Still, you, you know, they sound similar, right? Oh, I thought. I thought Sean wasn't here. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> Patatas bravas. <laughs> uh, I would still like. I would still like to get. Uh, I would still like to see Gabby have a have a go because he's going to have to. Yeah. I think you. You know, they do have other players. Let's not be. You know, let's not be silly. They do have other players, but he's definitely the one in form. And I think if you can neutralize him, you, you, you've gone a fair way to um, to getting some sort of a result. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I just want to see him fight. I want to see him improve on what they've what they've put out the, the last couple of weeks. And um, hey, similar to similar to the girls in Perth, if we can if we can steal a point, I'd be pretty happy. Also, can I just say one more thing? Sure, can. Last thing I want to say. Mm. I know we lost against Macarthur, right? We did, but the cove was loud. The cove was mm-hmm. in good numbers, and I don't know if I want to be public about this but i guess i'm I'm already in the i'm already here but i'll edit this out later (laughs) but (laughs) it was without trying to be disrespectful to the club and to the players Mm. it felt disrespectful to me when at the end of the game the only one that we really saw come over was luke bratton who stood near the goal gave us a clap and I think Joe Lolly kind of walked by and gave us a clap as he was walking as well. Joe King jumped the fence to go sign some autographs for some kids. Um, but other than that, yeah. No, it was... no uniform line. No, not really. And mm. this is why I'm, I'm trying to say that because I understand the frustration from the players. I understand, you know, Redmayne was sent off. Um, in a questionable, you know, red card decision at at the time, obviously for them, where they can't really see what's going on, mm. um, or hear what's going on, um, 
you know, and the frustration of losing at home um, Mm -hmm. and obviously being chewed out by a lot of people after the derby. Like I get that they probably were like, what's the point of going over? You know, they're just going to yell at us and abuse us again. And it's like, I don't know, like, after that performance, it was a good performance. It doesn't sound like that would have been the sentiment at all, but yeah. So, and this is this has been this has been on the on the agenda. Like, it's definitely not a new thing that you're saying. You know, um, I, I I think all the cove in general and speaking, you know, generally is they they just want to be acknowledged and they just want a chance to you know to for the guys to come over and to say a quick thanks and you know it's not always arms raising and celebrating a win but you know the cove's there no matter what whether win lose or draw um so yeah i can i i, I understand what you're saying it's good to hear that bratz was actually coming over because i think he's been criticized previously for for not yeah um, i i think that's bare minimum of what he should be doing as the captain yeah. that's bare and minimum. joe lolly it's funny you mentioned joe lolly because every game i see him walk around with his hands raised yeah um, clapping by himself before before you know the cove. Um, yeah, absolutely. He does that every every game. So um, I, I do have a lot of respect um, for him yeah. when when he goes around and does it. It was just something that I I remembered and I noticed, and I wasn't the only one to notice because I had a lot of people you know asking me as we were leaving, did they come over? Did they come over? Mm. Um, and I was like, I don't think so. And naturally, some people were a bit frustrated and a bit annoyed. So. I don't know. I, I guess maybe a question to the audience, like, and to the listeners, what are your thoughts? You know, should they be coming over? Um, obviously, they don't owe us anything. Um, no one owes anyone anything. But I don't know. It just seemed a bit off, and it makes me worry about what what is the culture that we're producing mm. at Sydney FC at the moment. Fair call. Fair call. Good question. Good question. Let's get some feedback on that. Um, tell you what, for, for two people, we talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because we had last week off, right? We haven't we haven't potted for a while. True. We had to cover um, an extra game. You know, Sean's not here, so we get to say what we want as well. So that's good. Um, and an extra game covered. So uh, I feel like it could be a low expectation, high reward weekend, I'm hoping, from a Sydney FC perspective. Um, let's see how we go. It's the, is it going to be the second last round before Christmas? Yeah. So then we've got the Christmas mm-hmm. round coming up. Um, I'm hoping they do the Sydney FC Santa Hats again at uh, at that game versus Western. I believe um, so. They're very fun, um, which is good. I got stopped in the street the other day by, by a rando um, asking where I got my Sydney FC Santa hat, uh, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 coming to a fun time. School holidays start after this week as well, so you hopefully see a bit of a boost in the crowd figures across both the men's and the women's. Um, it's going to be strange not having either team at home this week, though. Um, the Mariners at home? Can I go support them or something? Is someone around? I don't know. Or what? I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll have to go to some sort of football. I might die otherwise. Uh, thanks, Michelle, for your company. Really appreciate it, uh, and we will uh, we'll release this later on, and we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, not just the Michelle and Jonathan show, but you never know your luck in the big city. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>